1: The Gulf South. It's 7 a.m. Time to wake up on Capital Community Radio.
2: Good morning. You're listening to Wake Up on this beautiful Wednesday morning. We're so glad to have you with us today. I'm Gabby Smith, along with Alicia Quibodo and Johnny Aver. Hey guys. Good, good morning. morning. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. If you're watching
3: our video stream, we are all dressed in blue, but we don't have the blues. Yes. I'm very happy looking forward to a day of thanks tomorrow. <laughs>
1: That's right. Thanksgiving Eve, right around the corner. And mm-hmm. as Catholics, we ought to know what that means, right? Uh, Eucharist. It means Thanksgiving. So, that's right. uh, this is an extension, though, as uh, as a nation, have an opportunity to to give thanks. And in fact, as we kind of look uh, right around the corner at Advent uh, is next week, which means that's the end of our liturgical year. Mm-hmm. So we're going to be that yeah. uh, uh, kind of changed into Cycle A. I think we're going into Cycle mm-hmm. A after that. So, in mm-hmm. that fact, uh, we're going to call upon our uh, saint of the day, Blessed Miguel Augustin Pro, who uh, died for the faith. And we'll be talking about that a bit more on our Gospel Reflection today uh, about what it means to persevere to the end. So uh, as we uh, get our day started, let's pray in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O God, you are the beginning and the end of all things. As we approach the close of this liturgical year, we kneel in adoration before you and we offer our deepest thanks for the fatherly care with which you have watched over us, protecting us from the evils of the soul and of the body, for the numberless blessings, both temporal and spiritual, which you have showered upon us. May it please you to accept the homage of our grateful hearts which we offer in union with the infinite thanksgiving of your divine Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, who with you and the Holy Spirit, lives and reigns forever and ever. Amen. Amen in the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Blessed Miguel Augustine Pro, pray, pray for, for us. us.
2: Wonderful. Thank you so much, Johnny. Looking forward to Johnny's Gospel Reflection in about six minutes. In 18 minutes, Peter Finney joins us. He's a general manager and editor of the Clarion Herald, and today he's going to give us an update of what you're going to be finding at churches this weekend in the Archdiocese of New Orleans in their issue. Stay with us. He has lots of information. In 35 minutes, we're so glad to have Archbishop Gregory Amon joining us. He's arch Bishop of the Archdiocese of New Orleans. And today he's going to be talking about getting ourselves ready for Advent, getting our family prepared for Advent, the new liturgical season. How can we make our home ready for Advent? It's going to be a great interview with Archbishop Amond. And in 48 minutes, David Aguilar joins Alicia in the Baton Rouge studio. He is the executive director of Catholic Charities in the Diocese of Baton Rouge. And he's going to be talking about their upcoming community Christmas program. So a wonderful way to give back and help those in the community. And real quick, Alicia, I just wanted to remind everyone that we will not have a morning show tomorrow and on Friday, but regular programming of Wake Up resumes on Monday, November 28th. So uh, if you follow us on social media, you'll see that notification. If you have downloaded our, our app, you'll get that push notification. Just a reminder that uh, we'll be with our families tomorrow That's right. on Thanksgiving. That's right, Gabby. And and I don't want to harp too much on
3: tomorrow's weather, but today will be great. So if you have last minute grocery shopping uh, to do to get ready, Ready for Thanksgiving uh, today is the day. It will be sunny and mild with highs in the low 70s. So you do want to be ready for a damp uh, Thanksgiving. There is a chance of showers and then uh, and then. Sh- for sure showers in the afternoon possibly maybe a a thunderstorm uh there's less chance of that happening uh for our listeners in the biloxi area current temperatures baton rouge is the cool spot at 46 degrees covington 50 uh, new orleans and biloxi 55 and luling 54 stick around for today's gospel and gospel reflection it's five minutes after the hour on wake up
4: Good Wednesday morning, I'm Father Chris Decker, and today's gospel is taken from Luke chapter 21. Jesus said to the crowd, They will seize and persecute you, they will hand you over to the synagogues and to prisons, and they will have you led before kings and governors because of my name. It will lead to your giving testimony. Remember you were not to prepare your defense beforehand, for I myself shall give you a wisdom in speaking, that all your adversaries will be powerless to resist or refute. You will even be handed over by parents, brothers, relatives, and friends, and they will put some of you to death. You will be hated by all because of my name, but not a hair on your head will be destroyed. By your perseverance,
1: you will secure your lives. Thank you, Father Chris. Father Chris Decker, appreciate that. And uh, so the big question, guys, is always this, you know, when? When's all this going to happen? You know, has it already happened is it happening now or will it happen in you know in the future and i guess the catholic answer is like a lot of things yes <laughs>
5: <Right>? <laughs> all three
1: <laughs> you know so for indeed uh, a lot of the people listening there did actually experience or go through one of the most horrific uh demonic events in history which was the destruction of jerusalem and the temple I and mean, we're talking total uh, the temple was turned into rubble uh, mm-hmm. over a million people killed uh, and the uh, incredible signs in the heavens these armies circling through the in the clouds people saw this it was and the details here uh were so close was jesus as jesus described it and many were in fact saved who fled to the hills who remembered jesus's warning but then some people will say well not aware of these kind of historical facts well, in the this is all in the future, and there's going to be a. Uh, but that's fine. We're, we Christians will escape it because there's going to be a rapture. It'll let us uh, get through all that. However, you know, while it's true that a lot of these calamities will happen before Jesus comes, Christians will suffer through a lot of this before Jesus is coming. Uh, could be any day, as we as we know. But Jesus says, "Hang in there. I'll be with you till the end of time. Rely on my words. I will always be with you to the end of the age." And they'll give us everything we need, just persevere to the end. So that kind of brings us to the other final option, is this a recurring theme? Is it happening now? And uh, you know, as we remember our saying of the day today, blessed uh, Miguel, he was killed as a, a, just for being a Catholic priest in Mexico in the 1920s. And we do see it all around the world right now, in fact, the number one most persecuted and murdered group are Christians in the world today. You don't hear about that on the secular media necessarily. They don't don't seem to care. But um, you know, Jesus did warn us that uh, these events, these could even happen here, you know, in 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 our land in the age to come. But again, we we fear not. Which which brings you know us to uh, Thanksgiving because I think it's a good time to revisit the fact that this country what this country was founded on. And that uh, it was founded on religious liberty, you know, escaping religious persecution. So so let's look at uh, what George Washington said when he established uh, the first Thanksgiving. He said this, quote, Now, therefore, I do recommend and assign Thursday, the 26th day of November, to be devoted by the people of these states to the service of that great and glorious being, who is the beneficent author of all the good that was, that is, or that will be, that we may then all unite in rendering unto him our sincere and humble Thanks. It goes on to say, We thank him for the great degree of union and plenty which we have enjoyed, for the civil and religious liberty with which we are blessed, and for all the great fair favors of which he has conferred upon us. Unquote. Uh, and, and even powerful as mm-hmm. when uh, Abraham Lincoln established it permanently. But you know, George Washington also said this uh, in, uh, at same, about the same time I have often expressed my sentiments. That every man, conducting himself as a good citizen and being accountable to God alone for his religious opinions, ought to be protected in worshipping the Deity according to the dictates of his own conscience. Unquote. But you know, this was not a solitary thing. And in other words, each individual person go into their single into their home, you know, and, and worship there or into their church. Our second president, John Adams, put it this way regarding religious liberty: quote "Our Constitution was made only for a moral and religious people; it is wholly inadequate to the government of any other." unquote kind of have to let that sink in, you know. Uh, they saw that once God's removed as the source of our morals and laws. Uh, the nation is, becomes very, very shaky. And, you know, and we could go on and, and go almost, almost every president up to the current age with similar sentiments, but I really like this one from, from uh, Ronald Reagan, the way he s- summed it up as we kind of gather together for, with family and we protect life. He said this, quote, God's most blessed gift to his family is the gift of life. He sent us the Prince of Peace as a babe in a manger. I've said that we must be cautious in claiming God is on our side. I think the real question we must answer is, are we on His side?" Unquote. Yeah, well, That's a powerful quote.
3: That is a powerful quote. Wow.
1: <laughs> are, yeah, the question is, are we on His side? So tomorrow, guys, you know what you think? As, as we celebrate Thanksgiving, we have to rededicate ourselves uh, to be a Eucharistic people that what we believe and proclaim you know at the altar in in our in our worship flows out and and uh, continues to call other people you know to these roots to these truths to our founding and to ensure that these types of uh, persecutions that came upon people then and all through history even till now uh, are are uh, are defended against so let's remain on his yeah, on his side, huh, guys? And yes. persevere until the end, right?
3: Absolutely. Happy Johnny. Thanksgiving, by the way. Oh, happy Thanksgiving. Yes. <laughs> I love that you shared those quotes, Johnny. It's a great reminder uh, about why why we have Thanksgiving. And uh, in particular, mm-hmm. the one from Ronald Reagan. I'm certain that I've heard it before, but uh, it, it feels like I'm hearing it for the first time. And that's a, a wonderful, wow. uh, wonderful reminder, really a, a quote to ponder, especially today, tomorrow.
2: Yeah. Most definitely. And with all the noise happening in our world today, all those push notifications you see from the news, if you so uh, choose to subscribe to them, uh, it can be kind of daunting, but we must remember to be thankful and grateful at times because uh, that's what's important, to see the gifts that God has given us. And uh, especially sometimes, I think that Thanksgiving Day can be that reminder for many. So uh, looking forward to tomorrow. That's right.
1: Yeah, be, being grateful—you know—it, uh, it, it, underlying that is just a sense of humility, mm-hmm. and, uh, mm-hmm. and, each, and we look to the other, to God, for all that He's given us. Yeah. So we're going to talk a lot more about Thanksgiving and about Advent. It's uh, Peter Peter Finney, in fact, is going to join us next to check out what's happening regarding that and other things in the Archdiocese. Stay with us. It is quarter past the
6: hour on Wake Up. This is Franciscan Media's Saint of the Day for November 23rd. Today we celebrate Blessed Miguel Agustín Pro. Those who outlawed the Catholic Church in Mexico did not count on the deeply rooted faith of its people and the willingness of many of them, like the man we remember today, to die as martyrs. Born into a prosperous, devout Mexican family in 1891, as a child Miguel was known for his sweet disposition Three years after entering the Society of Jesus, religious persecution forced him to leave Mexico and continue his studies in Spain. Immediately following his ordination in 1925, Father Pro returned to Mexico, where anti clericalism was still in place. Forced to go underground, he celebrated Mass in secret, administering the sacraments to small groups of Catholics. Along with his brother Roberto, Father Pro was arrested in November 1927 on trumped-up charges of attempting to assassinate Mexico's president. Roberto was spared, but Miguel was sentenced to face a firing squad, awaiting his fate in front of a large crowd of onlookers. Viva Cristo Rey, or long live Christ the King, were the last words uttered by Miguel Pro before he was executed. Pope John Paul II beatified him in 1988. There's more about the saints along with inspiration and Catholic resources at our website. Saintoftheday.org. From Franciscan Media, this has been Saint of the Day.
1: Viva la Cris de Rey! Good to be with you this morning on this Wednesday, the day before Thanksgiving, and this Sunday coming up, Advent. Yes, Advent begins. So we're to talk about that and more. We're really good to gather again once again with Peter Finney, who is the general manager and editor, as you know, of the Clarion Herald. Good morning, Peter. Good to be with you.
4: Good morning, Johnny. How was your golf game? That's what I want to know.
1: Well, I would say that, uh, I was telling Dave before the show, Anyone that someone's purgatory one day will be watching me play. <laughs> a, so many analogies there. You're out of bounds. Uh, you're holding your tongue back. Whatever. So anyway, appreciate that. It is a purification of types. Well, speaking of that, Peter. Uh, so I mentioned Advent is around the corner. I know you guys always have something special yeah. regarding helping us. Us prepare for Advent. So, what do you got?
4: Yeah, this year, uh, what we did, uh, Catholic News Service did a great job. They've, they've done reflections on the uh, the Sunday Advent Mass readings, and it's uh, so we have all four. Uh, weeks of Advent, kind of a, a little short reflection uh, by a writer, and a little different take on what is, what is the gospel. What are the readings telling us as we prepare, you know, for, for Jesus's birth? And uh, it's it's a really nice, uh, very easy way to kind of prepare yourselves, for, you know, for the for the four weeks of Advent. And then on the inside, we have, you know, I, I would say, uh, nearly a hundred different activities: masses, retreats, Advent retreats, uh, talks, Christmas concerts. School plays, that nativity plays, and it's all in chronological order. So, uh, if you're, you know, if you want to just take a look, hey, something nearby or, or not, not 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 too far away, you can go and participate in an Advent mission at at a different church. So it's a really good resource, for, especially for families uh, and you know with young children. Hey, what can we do with our kids to you know prepare them for Christmas and uh, and and think about the real meaning of Christmas? So uh, it's it's all in one kind of four page section.
1: Yeah, you know, uh, it's so important to make sure our children are are infused with the reason for the season. And uh, all these uh, events coming up, the the music, the retreats, concert, that type of a thing, powerful way to kind of build up to that. Uh, So looking forward to checking that out and making plans for it as well. So so i understand uh and of course uh, if those listening to catholic radio probably heard it numerous times about i give catholic uh <laughs> but you guys are going to actually be highlighting that a little bit more so what are you guys talking about with respect to i give catholic
4: yes well, well it's you know it's it's now i think it's eighth year it's an amazing actually it started in the archdiocese of new orleans uh the catholic community foundation uh cory howard uh the director that they they got this thing going it was going to be locally called on giving tuesday The Tuesday after Thanksgiving, and the first year was very successful locally, but now it has since then grown to 42 dioceses across the country, and uh, so there are just many, many dioceses participating. You know, in in Louisiana, uh, certainly, and uh, in the archdiocese of New Orleans, there's about 184. Either churches, schools, or ministries uh, such as the Clarion Herald and, and, and people within the archdiocese that are that are participating in I Give Catholic, and it's a chance for people to uh, who you know who love their church, who love their school, love the ministry that they've been touched by, to give back. And uh, and the goal this year uh, they, they they raised uh, last year. $2.3 million in the Archdiocese wow. of New Orleans uh, alone. Wow. And, uh, and 5,400 uh, con- individual people contributed. They want to increase the number of donors this year. So, uh, not, not necessarily the money, but the, the number of people mm-hmm. contributing. So, uh, it is a chance to go. You actually can go online right now because there's an advanced giving phase that is actually open. But on Giving Tuesday, November 29th, the, the Tuesday after Thanksgiving, it's the twenty-four hour kind of real online giving uh, platform window. So, uh, if you if you if you if you love your church, you love your ministry, go go there. And they can really use your support.
1: Yeah, and I did see you have an you have an opportunity there to kind of leave a comment too, and uh, which is Correct. which is a good way to evangelize. Yeah, yeah. I know our uh, mm-hmm. our parish Saint Jane de Chantal. We're looking at our one hundredth year anniversary uh, wow. just around the corner, wow. so wow. it's good read. We have got a lot of things there, but uh, specific uh, things often listed there on the needs of various parishes. And uh, yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that. You don't need to wait. You can start right now. You know what a better way Correct. to. Give thanks than to do something like that. Well, we're right. we're going to be having our Archbishop on just here and not too many minutes away, for, uh, uh Peter. But uh, uh, he actually has uh, uh, given a go-ahead for something that I think people, a lot of people, are going to be excited about. What's the news?
4: Yes, uh, beginning with the first Sunday of Advent. Actually, some parishes in the Archdiocese have already done it, but they have brought back uh, receiving communion under both kinds, which is you know receiving the precious blood through the chalice. Uh, they've done it at my parish the last couple of weeks, and uh, I will say that there are, you know, I would say probably just from my observation, not as many people are coming forward to receive, you know, the precious blood, but there are uh, a significant number who are, and the Archbishop certainly made this decision uh, in consultation with uh, health officials who said, who gave them, the, said, hey listen, it's okay for, uh, for us to receive communion uh, through uh in the means of the precious blood and uh, father now Gross wrote a column he's a, he's the head of our office of worship and he talked about obviously uh if you go to communion and receive the eucharist uh that that is the full you know body blood soul and divinity of christ and uh but but another you know uh, the, the precious blood is also that way too so it's really the person's choice uh, it's certainly up to the person if they feel comfortable receiving from the chalice. Uh, they're going to have the opportunity in most parishes to do it. It's still going to be up to the pastor whether or not uh, he feels uh, it's it's time. Uh, but I think most of the parishes in the archdiocese will be do, will be offering the precious blood beginning with the first Sunday in Advent.
1: Well, yeah, that's that is going to be an interesting decision. I know coming off the uh, the you know the the whole. Uh, COVID thing and people have a little bit leery right. but you know uh, there's enough information out there to make wise decisions so uh, correct uh, now uh, kind of le- turning back locally I, you know it was really interesting to hear you t- say that I Give Catholics started in you know in New Orleans and I want to remind folks you can give to Catholic Radio as well <laughs> using I Give Catholic, right. but, uh, but, <laughs> but but there's some information <laughs> so so I uh, want to talk a little bit about uh, the the uh, uh, a beautiful lady uh and her connection to mother henriette de so uh give us uh, an update on this news
4: yes uh think of this sister sister of the holy family doris gudo uh, she passed away november 9th at the age of 91. for the last pr- probably 30 years she has run the office that has kind of collected uh different uh, stories about favors and grant, uh, granted by Mother Henriette de Mother Henriette de is founded the Sisters of the Holy Family in 1842, pre-Civil War in New Orleans, to educate the enslaved and also care for the elderly. When she's educated the enslaved, it really was against the law to do so, uh, you know, but and, she and stepped out in faith and did that. And of course the Sisters of the Holy Family had done an amazing job uh, caring, caring for the poor, and also educating uh, uh, people, especially African American uh, Catholics and beyond Catholics. So, uh, anyway, Sister Doris Gudo, she passed away. She always thought it's just around the corner that that Mother Henriette, uh, who is now venerable uh, Henriette Delille, will uh, receive the miracle and uh, and be be affirmed by the uh, by the Vatican Congregation for the Causes of Saints that would allow her to be beatified by the Church. And uh, there is a miracle uh, that is being investigated uh, in Rome right now uh, that oh. came out of the Diocese of Little Rock, and uh, so that's in that's in the stage of, of being examined. And so you never know. I mean, the Church takes its time on things like this for good reason. But just, it's a beautiful story about Sister Doris and her her, her Limitless uh, hope and just her smile, and a lot of her students just talked about how how happy and joyful she was and uh it it's uh it, and the and the interesting thing was she was uh when she was buried at in St Louis cemetery number two, she was buried in Henriette delisle's uh grave, so uh it she spent her entire life wow. promoting her cause. And uh, now, you know, in, in some ways, she's, her, her earthly remains are, are connected with uh, Mother Henriette. Just a beautiful little story about her, her life of commitment and dedication.
1: How how appropriate is that? And now she's in a place where her prayers for uh, that miracle are just going to be strengthened. So uh, that's, right. that's, that's exciting. That's, right. that's exciting news on that miracle being considered in Little Rock. That's a, that's a, that's powerful stuff. That's um, right. So uh, I know you guys usually have a pretty good uh, section for the uh, kids clarion features. What do you, what do you, is anything in there in particular coming that we'd be aware of? Well, you
4: know, uh, yeah, actually kids clarion is going to come up next time, but we, but we, we, we did a lot of, uh, there was a story, uh, this story by uh, Beth Donzi about Academy of Our Lady, and not only in religion class, but as part of religion class, they're doing service learning where they are actually getting out into the streets and really designing projects to how, how can we uh, uh, spread our Catholic values by helping others. And so uh, they, they've got six specific uh, things that they're doing out of religion class, and so they're bringing their faith, you know, into the streets. So that's a very uh, interesting, wow. uh, uh, you know, uh, dynamic
1: you bet you bet so i gotta ask you uh peter you have any special advent traditions at your house
4: well you know we we, we certainly uh with thanksgiving's coming up we're gonna have a, we're gonna have a smoke a brisket and we're gonna have a really great time And but we we do mm-hmm. uh we always uh you know we have a wreath and and uh we certainly say our prayers and we I, I think it's a time of uh not only uh you know awaiting but it's a time of preparation you know so it, you know, how do you prepare uh, for the you know for the coming of Christ, and I think you just do that. Uh, each of us does that in different ways, but I think it's certainly spending time with God in prayer. And, uh, and yeah, that's, you, you know, that's
1: what we do. Yeah, and, uh, I did find it's it's not easy to get those Advent wreaths and candles, but I did find some <laughs> at the Abbey in Covington. So get out there. Well, thank that's you right. so much, Peter. Looking forward to it, and happy Thanksgiving to thank you, you and to your family.
4: Thank you so much, Don. you.
1: You bet. You bet. So stay with us. Archbishop Amond, yes, he's gonna be joining us in just a few minutes talking about Advent, so you definitely don't wanna miss that. It's mom, Just about seven thirty, uh, well half past the hour now on Wake Waco- Up.
2: 35 past the hour. Thanks so much for tuning in to Wake Up This Morning. You're listening to Catholic Community Radio. I'm Gabby Smith, along with Alicia Quibido and Johnny A. Our next guest is Archbishop Gregory Amen. He's Archbishop of the Archdiocese of New Orleans. Good morning, Archbishop. Thank you so much for being with us today.
5: Good morning, Gabby. How are you this morning?
2: I am doing very well, looking forward to spending time with family tomorrow for Thanksgiving and nearing my my favorite time of the liturgical year, and that is Advent as we prepare. So let's get started, Archbishop. One of the questions I have is, what can we do as a family, a Catholic family, to prepare our home and our hearts for the new liturgical year?
5: Yeah, that's a very good question and I think in order to answer that question we have to ask the the, uh, additional question, what is Advent and uh, how do we really celebrate it? What What is the church calling us to do? And as we know, Advent is really about the coming of the Lord and we remember that the Lord came in the past. He will come again in the future and he comes to us every day. Let me just briefly explain that. Uh, he came to us in the past. He, During Advent, he gives us an opportunity to walk with the Israelites as they waited for the Messiah. They longed for the Messiah. We will hear from John the Baptist in the readings and how he and other prophets help people open their hearts for the coming of the Lord. And finally, that baby was born in Mary in Bethlehem. And so the Lord Jesus came among us in the past. But this same Jesus said that he would come again in the future at the end of time, at the end of our lives and at the end of time of of all humanity, not as a baby in a manger, but in glory and majesty on the clouds of splendor, that he would draw all things to the Father. And so we see that the Lord Jesus came among us in the past. He will come again in the future. And you and I stand in a time in history between the first coming of the Lord and the second coming of the Lord. And so we say that the Lord Jesus comes to us every day, and the more that you and I are able to recognize him in the everyday coming, we will be prepared to see him more vividly at Christmas and also at the end of time. So what can we do? For for example, as a family, and I think one of the greatest things that we have in our Catholic tradition is the Advent wreath. And as we know it's really you can you can buy an advent wreath pretty inexpensively or you can make one and it's really just a circle of styrofoam or wood or whatever it is it's a circle showing that god has no beginning and no end it has four candles to show the four weeks that we prepare during advent for the coming of the lord at christmas and also we await his coming at the end of time and so those four candles are there and they show the centuries that the israelites waited for the messiah and then uh, we have some greenery around the advent wreath at the bottom of it which shows that uh, the lord jesus is alive and he comes to bring us life and the idea of the advent wreath is to light a candle every week and to show that we are nearing the coming of the lord at christmas we are near the coming of the lord at the end of our lives and we want to look for him in the everyday experience of life So that's a quick summary, and I think that the Advent wreath is really very simple, but to put it on a kitchen table, to put it on a dining room table, and just to spend a moment as a family. You know, we lead such rushed lives, but to be able to spend just a moment as a family, first of all, just to light the candle, and just to be quiet for, well, maybe 30 seconds, (laughs) and just remember that. at that table with us is the lord the lord jesus is there he has come to us and then to it's easy to get prayers online or at your parish church as to what the lighting of the advent wreath the prayers that go with that mean so that's my suggestion. I think the Advent Wreath is a very simple thing. Also, stopping during the day just to say, i'm in pre- I'm in the presence of God today, He has already come to me, He is coming to me." Mm-hmm. I think that those are two very easy practices that would make Advent a very holy time for us.
2: Absolutely. You're absolutely right. We live such busy lives, especially at this time of the year. We're trying to find, uh, you know, go through our list for gift giving and making those plans uh, for the season and getting ready for Christmas, but stopping to say, okay, we're in the season of Advent, saying a short prayer together as a family, lighting that candle on that Sunday night or whenever you do it over the weekend uh, is such a great opportunity Uh, What is the Archdiocese doing this Advent season? Anything special or unique?
5: Well, the most important thing that we do is our Advent Masses, not just on Sunday, but every day of the week, you know. And so it's really an opportunity, it seems to me, to look at what is uh, ordinary in our parishes that sometimes we don't always avail ourselves to, but for someone to make a commitment to, you know, to, to go to Mass, uh... during the week even if it's one day during the week besides sunday to go uh... as an individual or as a family if possible so we certainly have that and a lot of the parishes are having uh... many missions you know they'll have some talks or concerts or something to help us to prepare. So it would be good for each parish, a person in a parish, to look at their parish bulletin or to look online and to see some of the activities that they're doing. So it's not so much that we do something as a whole archdiocese, but all of our parishes, all hundred parishes, are doing things to call us to a deeper awareness of Emmanuel. God is with us. This Messiah is with us. And to make that a daily experience.
2: Absolutely, and the churches in the archdiocese do such a wonderful job decorating, especially as you walk through the French Quarter, Saint Louis Cathedral, Saint Patrick's Church. I'm just thinking of the beautiful ones uh, uptown, Saint Stephen's. So many of them as well. Uh, a beautiful reminder, Archbishop Amen, that we're in we're we're just getting into a new liturgical year for the church. Are you looking forward to anything exciting in the archdiocese this year?
5: Well, there are many things. Uh, I'm really excited about some renewal that's taking place in some of the parishes. As we know, we're just getting over, COVID is not that far away. <clears throat> Unfortunately, Ida is not that far away. And so we've certainly had, we have certainly had our challenges. Um, I would like to think that things are beginning to look a little bit more normal. And so how can we find the Lord in the daily experience of life uh, how can we find the Lord in the simple things of life. So instead of a, an extravagant program, I would say it's an opportunity for us to, to be simple and to look for the Lord in the ordinary, not so much in the extraordinary, but in the ordinary, where can we find this Messiah, this Lord Jesus. And I think that the uh, the diocese provides many opportunities for people to look within. Sometimes we and we do, we should celebrate on Sunday and during the week, even when we can, the Mass. That's a community celebration. But I think Catholics should um, look at themselves and say, what can I do to prepare my heart for this liturgical year, you know, as we begin the liturgical year. And the liturgical year starts with Advent as we prepare for the coming of the Lord. And as we know, it goes the whole year. We just celebrated the solemnity of Christ the King. And so we're preparing for a year when we walk with the Lord through his birth, his infancy, his public ministry, and then what we call the ordinary time, when we see the Lord in the ordinariness of life. And then we go to um, Lent and Easter So we make that whole cycle so what we're preparing to do is to walk with jesus through his whole life over the next year which we do every year
2: yeah most definitely archbishop gregory amon archbishop of the archdiocese of new orleans thank you so much for being with us today before we let you go may we ask for a blessing from you
5: sure loving god we call you father and you have sent us your son the lord jesus As we prepare to begin this new liturgical year, we prepare in a very special way to open our hearts more widely that he can be reborn in us. And so, Lord God, we open wide our lives, our hearts, our minds. Fill us with your Spirit, the Spirit of Jesus. And may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be upon all of us as he lives and reigns forever and ever. Amen. Amen.
2: Amen. Thank you so much, Archb- Archbishop Amen, for joining us today. You're welcome. It's always a joy speaking with him and such wonderful uh, reminders as we near the new liturgical year and Advent. The first Sunday of Advent, David Aguilar joins us when we come back from the break. He'll be joining Alicia in the Baton Rouge studio to talk about Catholic Charities Community Christmas program. Stay with us. It's 45 past the hour on Wake
6: Up. Good
3: morning. It's 12 minutes before the hour. Thank you for tuning in to Wake Up. Say, mark your calendars. December 4th from 3 to 5 p.m. is Las Posada at Cypress Springs Mercedarian Prayer Center, Sister Dulce's ministry. Las Posadas is a Mexican and Spanish tradition that teaches children and families uh, the true meaning of Christmas. Children and adults accompany the shepherd uh, in search of the holy family. And after that journey, you can visit with Anna. Animals at the petting zoo take a pony ride, enjoy funnel cakes and caramel popcorn. And I think that there's a special guest in a red suit coming. So the event is free for families and children of all ages, but they are asking that, that you call ahead to reserve your space. And I know Gabby will put the number in the comment section, but it is area code two two five seven five two four eight zero and that is in Baton Rouge at the end of O'Neill Road so we are so happy speaking of a wonderful Advent things to do uh, David Aguilar is joining us he is the executive director of Catholic charities in the Diocese of Baton Rouge good morning David
0: good morning Alicia thank it's, you' all for giving us time it's this morning
3: wonderful to have you with us again today we're talking specifically this morning about your, your community Christmas program um, but I thought if we just you know in a nutshell and I know there's no nutshell where Catholic <laughs> no, no. Charities is concerned, but if you just give us an overview, you have so many amazing programs. Yeah. Yeah. Let us know how it's going there.
0: Well, uh, you know, kind of whatever you- you want to see is going on around the world. You can walk into a Catholic Charities Agency and find <laughs> uh, evidence of that uh, at, at almost any local Catholic Charities Agency. You know, at, at our agency, we uh, do adoptions, um, we resettle refugees, uh, we have mental health services, we have a home for homeless pregnant women, um, we help people recently released from prison and get it integrated back into their community. You know, we have a, a host of services serving everyone from, you know, in-home young children education programs, preschoolers, and getting them ready for school, helping their parents become better parents, uh, you know, to helping people from around the globe uh, become That's our new amazing. neighbors.
3: That so. is amazing. Always wonderful things going on. So one, a great, and, and it's been a couple years since you've been able to fully do this program, right. but you have the Community Christmas Program. So right. tell us about yeah. that. Yeah. It's a wonderful program.
0: Well, first off, we're kind of excited about this because it is our first year doing this after COVID. You know, we've done gift cards to pay two years, so we're back to uh, you know, um, you know, the meaning of Christmas, the incarnation, which is yes. you know the, this material world and getting involved in it to help yes. one another. So this year, you know, community. Christmas program truly is, you know I think more than past years, really is kind of an international community because we have resettled Afghans this past year, yes. uh, Ukrainians. Um, we have you know Ida survivors that we're still working with right now. So it is a mixture of people in need from across the globe as well as right here uh, in Baton Rouge and in South Louisiana.
3: That's right, and what what a wonderful thing to give the joy of Christmas yeah. to people who are who are struggling this time of year to remember that that wonderful gift. So, yeah. how easy is it to do? Yeah. So, you can sponsor a family. Families listening this right. morning can sponsor right. a family. So, tell us how yeah. it works.
0: Well, go to catholiccharitiesbr.org, um, you know, and there you can uh, become a sponsor. You can look through. We have like a, a menu of families where they have listed the ages of their children and they're kind of like their wish lists. So so you can you can go through that and find a family that appeals to you. I know when I had younger children, we would every year find one, find a family that had genders and ages similar to my children yes. so that uh, they could, we could go out and get involved in uh, yes. buying those things. Uh, this year... Um, you know, it's kind of interesting. We have like some, you know, some Afghan refugees who came here and gave birth once they got here, so their oh children are now uh, you know, U.S. citizens. Wow. We're seeing a lot of requests for uh, diapers, blankets, um, you know, some a lot of, uh, you know, not so much, I mean, there are requests for toys and things, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of just basic necessities. Yeah. Uh, you know, we have a 45-year-old uh, woman or so who's taking care of a disabled mother and a handicapped child. Uh, okay. She's trying to reestablish her household. After after uh, the 2021 floods. She's still okay, trying to recover nice. from those 2021 floods. Okay. Uh, you know, so you can, you, you know, the like I said, you know, the, the troubles and the difficulties and the, the uh, recovery work that has taken place both in our community as well as from, uh, you know, people in need from around the globe, you know, you can find reflected in our clients. And so we have right now about 600, which is a huge number. Wow. You know, with Ida and with the influx of, um, you know, Afghans and some Ukrainians, that number is about 100 or so higher than in past. And right now, I think we still have about 300 families uh, that have not been sponsored. And December 5th is the closing date for this okay. because we start the distribution uh, the following week.
3: Okay, okay. And you also have some women living at the Sanctuary for Life, whereas where uh, women who are expecting babies.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. Our our Sanctuary for Life is actually the only uh, ministry of this kind in the state of Louisiana where if you are homeless or in need of a home and you are pregnant, uh, we have a place for you. You, you, Uh Your child, we're not. You know, your child does. We're not uh, pressuring or asking that your child mm-hmm. put up for adoption, okay. uh, and we also have a very good track record of over ninety percent of the women who go through that program leave. They establish their own households. Their that babies uh, are born on time and you know at uh, proper weight. Uh, yeah. So you know, and, and you will find you know s- some of those requests in there as well.
3: Wonderful. So each family has their own story and you can find out about it on your website. That sponsorship to sponsor a family, that deadline is the 5th of December uh, to sign up to sponsor. And then um, everything needs to be to your office by the 7th.
0: Uh, the gifts. C- correct. Yeah, we're, 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 we we <laughs> do the distribution from the Catholic Life Center uh, over a course of about a week. Okay. Uh, you know, so um, we ask you to bring the gifts to to the office. Uh, we have a system of you know numbers and bags and arranging things on a daily basis, and yes. it runs pretty smoothly. That's wonderful. Uh, but That's it's it's wonderful. a wonderful time to get involved uh, with um, with giving to another family in need. Yes, um, and,
3: and what a great experience for your family um, of all ages to. Do during advent it's a great i always love yeah. shopping for people from our giving tree at church or or for a sponsor for sponsoring a family don't let the word family scare you away because a family could be an individual right, right. not necessarily right. buying for eight people so take a look at that you can actually go to christmas.ccdiobr.org correct okay. to find out that's a direct link to it or again you can go to ccdiobr.org br.org
0: or like we like to say catholic charities br.org it's easier to say there's so many places to find
3: them they're everywhere everywhere doing wonderful things uh, for folks in our community (laughs) and people who are new to our community so david aguillard executive director of catholic charities in the diocese of baton rouge check out the community christmas program um, online you can just go to Catholic, Catholic
0: Charities. Catholic yeah. Thank you so much. Okay. Well, thank you, Alicia. Happy
3: Thanksgiving.
0: Same to you. Hope thank you enjoy you. your family.
3: Well, thank you so yeah. much. Well, our hour has flown by, Johnny.
0: <laughs> Boy, it really, really
1: has. So uh, blessings to everybody getting ready, scurrying for the big day tomorrow and, uh, and yes. getting ready for Advent right around the corner. So let's go out in prayer today. If we do pray in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father in heaven, creator of all and source of all goodness and love, please look kindly upon us and receive our heartfelt gratitude in this time of giving thanks. You have generously bestowed upon us spiritual and temporal blessings including our faith, our religious heritage, our country and its freedoms, food, shelter, our health, the love that we have for each other and our family and our friends. Dear Father, in your infinite generosity, Please grant us continued graces and blessings this Advent and throughout the coming new liturgical year. This we ask. In the name of Jesus, your Son, our brother, amen. Amen. The Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. Happy Thanksgiving to everyone.
2: Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Thank you so much, Johnny. Hey, fun announcement. This weekend, we will be playing Advent Music on Overflow Radio. You can download our free app. Just go to your Apple App Store or Google Play and type in Catholic Community Radio. Download our app and start listening to Overflow Radio. Click on the music note at the top right hand corner of your screen. Also, reminder, no show tomorrow on Thanksgiving and this Friday. Regular programming will resume on Monday, November 28th. Thank you guys so much. Much for being with us and have a wonderful and blessed Thanksgiving.
1: a production of Catholic Community Radio.